Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. Welcome to, I guess this is probably our last episode before the holiday, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're not going to release an episode uh, right before Christmas, but um, are you excited for Christmas? What's your What's your deal with the holidays? What's my deal with the holidays? Um, I am excited. I'm a little sad because my mom's not going to be here this year. What's um, she going to do? Well, she is with my sister in California. So, oh, I forgot. Yeah. So I am. I'm with the kids, which is really great. I love the kids. So obviously, the holidays like. Won't be the same when they're bigger. Do they they know yet? So two out of three of them know. Oh, Um, the youngest doesn't know. The youngest doesn't know. So if you have children, stop the podcast right now. (laughs) If you're listening Um, with children. If you're listening with children, stop. Um, We had to basically, my oldest, God, I feel bad about this still. I thought it would be a great idea. You have to remember that I had him when I was 20. So I was a very young mom. And I thought it would be a great idea to have him catch Santa as he was putting presents under the tree when when he was probably six. He was five or six. And since then, since he saw it with his own eyes, this child believed in Santa until he was like well into ninth grade. Like he wow. was getting bullied and made fun of by other oh kids. Oh my god! And, and Riley was like, "No, man, I saw it with my own eyes. I know what I saw. It's real." And so I had to sit him down way too late in life and be like, "That was that was someone that I." What did he say? He was devastated. Um, and then one year, like, yeah, it was bad, and so. It's a natural progression that they, like, don't believe, right? Yeah. So last year, Bryn uh, just turned nine, and she started getting bullied at school because – or not bullied at school, but bullied by her other friends um, that <laughs> she still believed in Santa. Okay. Well, I didn't want to go down this road again, so I sat Bryn down, and I explained Santa is an idea – You know, it's the magic of Christmas, blah, blah, blah. She was pretty devastated. Um, Doesn't really believe in a lot. Like, doesn't really believe me too much anymore, which is understandable. It's part of the trauma. 
Um, Why do we do this to our children? I don't know. It's a really fucked up concept, actually, to like, no, believe everything I say, except Except. everything you know. Yeah. So it's actually a pretty terrible idea. But anyway, I'm too deep in now with Oliver. I'm too deep in. So, um, (laughs) So Bryn and Riley will help me. We have an elf on the shelf, and they help me move the elf. And sometimes I don't know where the goddamn elf is because someone's already moved it. And so like Bryn came downstairs today and was like, you didn't move the elf. And I was like, yes, I did. Like it was, it was in a different spot yesterday and we're arguing and Oliver comes down and he's like, what are you guys talking about? And I'm like, covers blown. What are we doing here, guys? Everybody calm down. So I think Oliver is six. This is probably going to be like one of the last years that he believes in Santa. So it's kind of sad, but. That is it's a normal progression. I mean, I was just thinking about like, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people in our like Facebook community, including myself, who believe in like unicorns and fairies and all of that. So it's like, ah, <sighs> uh, well, I get, but I guess like the, the, the non-issue, more of the non-issue with that though is like we don't expect like those entities to come around and do something very physical for us once a year. Yeah, I think for me, so when I told Riley about Santa, like he was, oh, it was a good time. He's such a logical person and he was such a logical little kid too. So when I told him about Santa, his response to me at like three years old was, you're going to let a stranger break into our house while we're sleeping. (laughs) And I was like, very good, fair, but he's going to give you gifts. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, I don't let him. (laughs) He just does it. He's a magical, all powerful criminal. And I, who gives you gifts and I, there's nothing I can do about this. (laughs) It just happens. You just got to go with the program kid. And, but his response was so funny. His response was like, he's going to break into our house where we're sleeping and everybody's cool with this. And I was kind of like, yeah, it is a little weird. That's a good point. It's a little strange. You know what I was just thinking about with Santa? Like it just hit me this year, just like that. Just smacked me right in the head this year I was like because everyone was talking about how like now like the kids can't sit on Santa's lap when they go to get their picture because of COVID and stuff they're taking that's a fucking weird tradition too yeah that's what I was saying is suddenly I was like wait why do they sit on his lap (laughs) what's happening and a lot of people like um, I've heard of a lot of people of color that don't subscribe to Santa because it's the white savior complex, which I totally mm, agree mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I can, I get that. Like I really do. And I think if I had to hit the reset button and do it all over again, I don't think I would subscribe to Santa. Yeah. I think I would tell my kids like, this is something that we all pretend and we don't want to like ruin the magic for the other kids. Or what if, if we, we just said it, it was can. the spirit of Chris? Like, it, yeah, but then it has the problem is if your kids are in school, right. With other children. Oh, I thought if you were, I thought we're talking about if you're just deciding for all of us, like what are oh. we going to believe in here? No, I mean, if I were to like have another kid right now, God forbid, if I were to have another kid right now, that's what I would do is tell them like, it's, it's, we're going to play pretend and this is really fun. And, you know, you can decide if you want to believe in this entity or if you don't want to subscribe to this idea. 
Well, that's what I was just going to say because Nike commented and said, actually, Santa is kind of like an example of the universe giving you things you ask for, but the form or how it comes is different than you expect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have to share the story really fast. So Riley, God bless him, the best kid. When he was four, and four or five, I don't know, four, he decided that he was going to trick Santa, little shit, and he told Santa that he wanted this DVD, this movie, uh, that wasn't even out of theaters yet. It was still in theaters, and I had to basically, like, illegally download this movie, okay? Come to find out, as we were watching this movie, that it had Korean subtitles on it. Thank God he could not read, because I was like, I'm dead. I'm dead. Anyway, so it's Christmas Eve, and he's like, I can't wait to see if Santa's real or not. And I'm like, what do you mean? How are you going to? Because, you know, we all want to trap him. So I'm like, what are you going to do? Are you going to try to, like, get a booby trap or whatever? And he's like, no, I told you that I wanted this gift, but I told Santa that I wanted a different gift. Oh, And I'm like, what? (laughs) What? And he's like, we'll see if I get the gift I told Santa or if I get the gift I told you. And I was like. Wait, this is Riley? Yes. I was like, dude. I was like, you've got to tell me what you told Santa. No, 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 no. 30 minutes goes by. He finally tells me it's this Nerf guy. Uh, no, it's this lightsaber. I must have spent. Well, he had three- no conviction. He was like, wow, I really can't wait to see it. Prove my point that Santa's real. <laughs> this is how it's going to go. And then he just buckles within three minutes. <laughs> also so, like a so- little kid. He was a little he kid. He knew deep down. He- he knew deep down he needed he to tell you that he to get knew. that lightsaber. Yeah, he really did. But he got the lightsaber. He still wasn't convinced. So then I, I decided that he was going to catch Santa. And that really convinced him. But that really uh. backfired on me. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. So that's what inspired the idea of like, oh, I'll show yeah. you Santa's real. I'll show <laughs> you Santa's real. I'm going to get somebody. <laughs> I'm going to hire a paid actor. <laughs> Yeah. And this is what has happened. Childhood trauma. Yeah. You know, hey, we live, we learn. I love it. Um, I The only thing I have comparable to that, because I didn't celebrate Christmas growing up, but I celebrate it now. It's a weird story. I was raised Jewish and my mom, my dad was raised Irish Catholic and he didn't want to go to church. He just wanted to have the tradition of the tree and Christmas. But my mom forbade it for like... 16 years of my life. And then all of a sudden when I was 17 or something, she kind of like caved and was like, okay, you can bring the tree in now and we can do like very minimal gifts. And now it's like, we barely do Hanukkah and we do Christmas because we like love Christmas. Anyway, um, but the only thing I can compare that to is like when I was, I don't know, I was probably like eight or something and I lost like a big tooth, you know, tooth fairy. I think I've told this on the podcast before. And anyway, so I always got so excited because I'm like, oh, my God, the tooth fairy's coming and money. I get money or treats or a prize or whatever. And I'll just never forget. I'm like sleeping in my bed. And all of a sudden I am woken up and I just my eyes open. My head's on the pillow like this facing out from my bed. And all of a sudden my eyes open and I just meet eye to eye with my dad whose arm is under <laughs> under my pillow. Oh and my his God. face is like this. And I'm like, dad. And he's like hi and I'm like what are you doing and he's like I'm just checking on you you know (laughs) that whole thing and that was how I figured it out 
I figured it out. Um, not in a nice way. God bless my mom. If she's listening, I don't think she listens, but, um, I, she was wrapped. She worked like three jobs at the time. So she had very minimal time to wrap gifts. So she was wrapping gifts while I was supposed to be outside playing. And I came in and I caught her with gifts and she starts yelling at me and she's like, God damn it. Now I know Santa's not real. And in that moment, I was like, what? And I just started like crying. <laughs> no, that's not what I thought. That's not at all what I just happened. thought you got me presents in Santa Exactly. No. no. Wow. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom, for the well, trauma. If you guys want to let us know uh, when you first found out that Santa wasn't real, uh, let us know. I think that would be a good topic of discussion. Um, or do you tell your kids that Santa's real? Either one of those. Yeah. Um, by the way, guys, uh, quick little announcement. Spotify has just uh, sent out an email to all of its podcast hosts, which we are, Um letting us know that they are now doing accepting ratings for podcasts on Spotify. And it's literally the click of a button. You don't have to type anything. You don't have to. It's not like a review. It's just literally a rating, like one out of five stars. So if you listen to this podcast on Spotify, um, it would be amazing. It would be the best Christmas gift ever if you would just go on there and rate us. Ideally five stars, but you know, you have free will. Um, no, you don't. Five stars only. Five, five stars, stars only. only. Or we'll find you. Just kidding. Um, or no, no Christmas gifts. Yeah, but it would be great. It would be great because I think, you know, it's a new feature. And if a lot of people rate us five stars, then it might bump us up in search results or they might feature us. Who knows? But it would be we'll such an us. amazing thing. So, uh, yeah, just a little update on that. Um, we are... No, no, let's get into our let's get into our topic for today. Our current Ooh, event I like topic. I like the running arms. I like it. Okay. So Ambie and I are, are playing, like, we're, we are coming to this episode each with an article that the other person doesn't know, okay? Yeah. But this article is on a current event that has happened, and we're going to present it to the other person and talk about it from our spiritual perspective. So this is spiritual takes on some current events, and there's a little surprise element in this. So who wants to go first? I want you to go first. Oh, Okay. Is that okay? She wants me to go first. Yes, that is okay. All right. I'm excited. So, oh, shit. Hold on a second. All of these, for some reason, are um, opening. Hold on a second. Just just hold on a gosh darn minute here. Oh, biscuits. We got a southern accent going on. Hold on a gosh darn minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> All good. I got it now. Okay. So, should I tell you what happened? Or you want me to tell you the t- title of the article? Um, the title of it, I thought you were going to read the whole thing. Okay, I'm no? going to read the whole thing. Okay. Okay. Drivers went wild as a California highway was blanketed <gasps> in cash. I cap. almost read this article. I almost picked this article to okay. read. I fucking knew you and I were going to do the same article. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue but you on. didn't. <clears throat> but now, I didn't. Now police want the money back. 
Some California motorists thought they hit the jackpot after an armored truck spilled cash across a freeway north of San Diego, causing a traffic jam on Friday as people leaped out of their cars and scooped up fistfuls of bills. But Finders Keepers doesn't apply in this case, and authorities have vowed to track down any motorist who left the scene with the looted money. It might not be all that hard. The incident was captured on social media, with people posting videos of themselves literally jumping for joy as they scooped up wads of cash off the highway shortly after 9.15 a.m. local time on Friday. This is the most insane thing I've ever seen, Demi Bagby said as she panned her camera to show people all around her bending over to collect the scattered bills. Someone dropped money all over the highway. The fitness influencer beamed the footage to her 2.6 million followers on Instagram. She didn't immediately reply to a request for comments Saturday. California Highway Patrol Sergeant Curtis Martin told reporters that the truck had been headed from San Diego to an office of the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. One of the doors popped open and bags of cash fell out, he said. One of the bags broke apart and there was cash all over the lanes. He said authorities plan to use social media videos and photos to track down anyone who fails to return the money. If you found money on the freeway it is not your money martin said martin told local news station kcra it belongs to the fdic and this armored truck in the bank it needs to be returned two people were arrested at the scene and the california highway patrol and the fbi said friday that anyone who took money needs to return it within 48 hours in order to avoid a potential criminal charge by friday afternoon about a dozen people had returned cash which was mostly in one dollar and twenty dollar bills according to legal expert common law allows anyone who finds an abandoned item to keep it But the rule doesn't apply when items are unintentionally lost by their owners, such as a wallet that falls out of someone's pocket, or in this case, when an armored truck driving along a busy freeway inadvertently loses bags of cash. In one especially bizarre example of how the law works, a bargain hunter from North Carolina picked up a barbecue smoker at an auction. After taking it home, he opened the grill to find the remains of a gnarled human leg. His report, oh my God. His report made the news and its amputee owner came forward to claim his former limb. The barbecue enthusiast didn't want to return it and their subsequent custody battle made international headlines and spawned a 2015 documentary called Finders Keepers. In this case, the finder has certain responsibilities. If the cash was left on the freeway where it was strewn when the armored truck doors flung open, its owners would know where to find it. But that changes if someone filled their pockets with cash, jumped back in their car, and drove away. Although in this case, police say they'll be running checks on people's faces captured on social media and checking license plate numbers. End article. End article. I love it. So I thought this was, I thought this, why are we going to talk about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go. I thought this was a good. I thought this was like. First of all, I first saw this on TikTok when it actually happened, and um, yeah, there was just tons of people out of their cards, just like swimming in money and like scooping it all up. And people were actually like covering their license plates when this happened because they knew, like they, I think they knew that this was this could come back to bite them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought this was interesting about you know like when the universe kind of okay. Lots of people in the spiritual community could say, oh, my God, the universe just delivered to me, right? I was thinking about this article, too. Like, Ask and you shall receive. Yeah, and just this armory truck flies open on the highway, and it's like, well, it's all out here. Like, it's like, you know, why not? Like, yeah, the, the universe gave this to me, right? But in the end, it's, you know, morally that money was going somewhere. It was, it, it belongs to someone and um, it belongs to an institution and it was an accident how it, so it's like, it's just, 
I think this is an interesting part of spirituality where it's like, well, was this given to me by the universe or is it like, am I stealing? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, excuse me. I wanted to read this to ask the same question. And I think it goes into like, people are more likely, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong, but people are more likely to take money from an armored truck where it's like, kind of like a, um, a victimless crime, Uh, like a victimless crime, right? Like who am I hurting with this? You're hurting someone, but you don't really see the victim as compared to if someone drops $200 in cash and you see them drop it, you can see that this person needs that money for X, Y, and Z, right? Or that person just dropped the money. In any case, um, I love the idea of like asking for money and then an armored truck flies open on the freeway. I think that's genius. Like, it's amazing. Um, But it doesn't mean that your actions don't have consequences. So Yeah, I mean like, <clears throat> Sorry to me to cut you off. No, no, no. You're fine. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, really sucks for people if they got a lot of money and then they used it and now they have to return it. Yeah, and now you, you have don't to have it. it. What do you, what do you, what do you? You're in trouble. Yeah. I mean, now you, now you're probably going to go to jail or have fines or like there's going to be some kind of consequences. Also, could we talk about, though, how if this had happened 20 years ago, there's nothing anyone could have done. Like, unless you specifically knew this person and many eyewitnesses could say that person was there, they have no technology to identify you. So. I mean, let's talk about crimes in general 20 years ago. Like, you could get away with literal murder. But nowadays... People are still getting away with murder today. People are still getting away with murder, but I feel like it's harder. And while I haven't murdered anyone, I do feel like, I do feel like it would be, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I do feel like it would be more difficult because now you have like DNA, you have like, uh, you have cam- security cameras. Everybody's got a fucking ring oh, in their house. it's way more difficult. It's, it's way, way more, more difficult, difficult, which is good. But, but. Um, yeah, which is good. But it's interesting. That's why, um, don't they make ATMs? Um, like you can't just tie it to your car and like pull it out. Don't they, don't they prevent that in some way? I'm pretty sure they do. Anyway. Um, yeah, I love this article and I thought it was really interesting. So I would like to know for our listeners, if you saw money on the freeway, would you stop and get some or would you keep going? Because I think I would keep going. I am the type of person that I'm afraid you that would I'm going to get caught. You would think it was a trafficking scam. <laughs> That's what you would think. <laughs> I'd be like, not today. Yeah. You're not, not going to get me today. today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care I'm if it's a million dollars. No. <laughs> well, and, I wouldn't think it was a trafficking scam. But, but here's what's interesting. Totally. Like, okay, so just a couple weeks ago, I walked outside and I'm walking in the park and I look down and there's a $10 bill down there. Just just mm-hmm. on the ground. Just laying there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and it was the early morning. Nobody was around. So I'm like, cool. Thanks, universe. This is mine now. Yeah. Now, I understand it's a different situation because there's not like a truck that is like opened. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's just interesting how like the context of the situation really changes the morality of it, I feel like. Right? Mm-hmm. Because like, no, I should no, have left no, no, that no. there. No, I don't. I mean, I don't feel like you should have left that there. I think the, I, here's what I think. Did you see that person that like the money went to? Then probably you should give it back. But again, um, 
I mean, you also have to consider like the social aspect of this is like, if you see a bunch of people on the side of the freeway grabbing money and nothing is happening, then in your brain- It's mob mentality. It's mob mentality. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I'm going to do it too. I don't want to miss out. Yeah. So there's that component to it as well. I mean, I I think that those are all really um, important points to think about. So- no. Do I think it's wrong? I mean, I think there's going to be consequences for your actions. Do I think that it's like morally makes you a bad person? No. I think you Wait, you, you think there's going to be consequences it. for my actions? <laughs> like, no, what? I think I was talking about the armored Other car. Yeah. But like, maybe you lose $10. Maybe that's like the- Well, I gave away $10 right after that. Well, what I'm saying is maybe this is the universe's way of like checks and balances. I don't know how it works. I know that like I have done things in the past where I've left like $5 somewhere. I thought someone would find it and things like that. Not, I don't think it was $10, but I gave a homeless man $80 one time. It wasn't a good deed. What? What do you I want to tell about it? But okay. it, was, it was a tough situation. And I basically gave a homeless man $80 to put water in my oil tank. Oh. Hmm. And I thought, you know what? The universe is going to reward me because I did a good deed. And I did not do a good deed because it was out of fear. Yeah. Therefore, it really depends on like what good service you're doing. How? What is yeah. the intention behind this? You know? Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like when I picked up my $10 on the ground, I literally got that feeling of like, here's a little gift. I feel like my guides always leave me gifts in the park that I'm in. They always leave it right exactly where I'm walking. And I walk in a very specific route and it's always just like laying right there. Like I found this really cute, um, it wasn't real diamonds, but it was like like fake diamonds, right? But they look Mm -hmm. real. Bracelet. That, that was for a kid. It, it was a tiny bracelet, but it was just perfectly brand new, laying right there where I walked, just sitting there for someone to pick up. Nobody was around. It obviously had been left over from something. And it, it, it was not more than $5. I'm telling you, it was plastic. It was like plastic. But I picked it up. And then I, my, um, she's, she's my cousin's daughter, but she's like my niece, right? Her birthday was, and I got her all of these awesome things for her birthday, all these art supplies and stuff. But then the last minute, it's like, give her that thing. That thing's for her. She did not care at all about the art supplies. All she cared about was that thing. That was like the best thing that she had all night. And she, and I'm just like, anyway. Whatever. That's cool. I think that's no, I think that's good. Don't whatever. I think it's good. I guess the point is with the story and in going forward in your future, you know, receiving, right? It's really about checking in with your own integrity and morality and like really and checking in with your intuition because I'm willing to bet that because when I saw that TikTok, I was like, ooh, I don't know about that one. You know, like I, I thought that immediately. So I'm sure those people had some inkling of, you know, this might not be this isn't a good chill. Idea. Obviously, because some of them covered their license plate with like a towel because they knew. Or like, you know, that brings me to another question. So if you're at an ATM, and I don't know if this has ever happened. This is just hypothetical. If you're at an ATM and the ATM breaks and starts just pouring out cash, do you take the cash? Like more cash that's in your checking account, right? So for oh, yeah, me- yeah, I feel like I would. 
I'm probably going to say no. I'm probably going to say no because the bank's going to want their money. Like, and if this is more cash than I have in my checking account, then like, no, thank you. I would probably go back into the bank and be like, this is broken and here is your money. And I would like the money that I need. I really feel like in that situation, I would just take it. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> you have cameras. See, for me, I'm But it's so yours. Scared. It's their fault. It, I am so scared of getting caught that that's why I don't do bad things. It's oh, not, I'm terrified like, of getting caught. Like, literally, when I saw Saw, the movie Saw, and he starts kidnapping people because they were cheating on their spouses, I was like, well, there you go. Never going <laughs> to cheat on my spouse. Because right. there's going to be a fucking serial killer waiting to get me. Right. And it, I mean, that's not the only, re- that's, that's a big reason. Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm the star of this movie and people are just waiting to grab my ass. Well, I'm the type of person, it's just interesting, like the different things you're okay with and not okay with. Cause I'm the type of person where if you need me to lie about something, I, I told my husband, girl. I told my husband, I'm like, if you ever, ever do anything like bad that like like because we were talking about the Gabby Petito Brian laundry case and his her his parents and like how they are obviously like covering for him in some capacity whatever I was just like he was and he was saying to me like well wouldn't you do that for your kid if if like they were in trouble wouldn't you and I'm like well if they killed somebody and he's like yeah and I'm like I don't know I'm like terrible at lying and I'm like terrible at holding secrets and he's like, okay, well, what if Holly, my dog, bit someone at the, bit a dog at the park, and then the next day the police come to your door and say, you have to surrender her within 24 hours, we're putting her down. And I was like, oh, oh no, like, you're not, you're not getting my dog. And he's like, right, so you would send her off somewhere, you know, you would, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, 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 I'm, ne- I'm never giving her over. And he's like, okay, so what would you do with your own child? And I'm like, right, I guess I just can't imagine that. Because I don't like the idea of having to lie because I'm terrible at it. And I don't, and I'm the type of mentality that's like, well, if you're, it's almost like if your kid did something that wrong, like, like you, you can't like endorse it, right? Like you can't like be like, yeah, you be a, go, keep going being a killer over in Mexico. But at the same time, what I'm not factoring in is like how much you love your effing kid. Well, I mean, I get, but I think that that's not a fair analogy because a dog is going to defend themselves if they feel threatened, right? Because that's what dogs do. And so the circumstances of a dog bite as compared to a grown man who knew right from wrong, that is no longer a child that now has killed someone. Now I can see covering for your kid if they like ran someone over and it was an accident and like they panicked or, you know what I mean? Would I cover for if one of my kids, there's a TikTok, there was a TikTok about this where you would call your mom and say, hey, I need you to tell the police that I was at my at the house. Yeah, I'm on my way there. Blah, 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 blah. Would I do that for my kids? I probably would initially like first re- response. I probably would. But then upon like thinking about it, I would be too scared we'd get caught. And I'd be like, we got to go to the police. Like we got to just we got to go turn ourselves in like. Yeah. And just yeah, suffer. Yeah, that's what I would do too. I would be like, we can't. I can't play this. I can't play. I this can't game. do this. Yeah, because then in my brain, like we're on the run for twenty years, and like yeah. we don't get it oh, in yeah. real life. Oh like, yeah, I I can't live oh, like yeah. that. 
my and it's so funny because my husband is like the he he he's very smooth. Like if he if he wants to maneuver something, he can pretty he's very confident. He can be very confident in anything. He's a good person. He doesn't do any but I'm saying if he wanted to, he could do it very easily. And so he's always just like, come on, like, like be bad. And I'm like, no, like I I can't. When I'm lying, I'm like, it's very obvious that I'm lying. It's very obvious that, that I'm lying. So I try not to. Yeah. All right. You're going to read your article. Okay. My article. So this is probably an article I was debating between two. um, Well, I was debating between a couple. And to be honest, guys, the one article is just too fucking long to read. So. I'm going to read this one. Hold on, because, okay. So you guys have probably heard about this, but I'm going to read it anyway. I don't care. And there's a lot of words in here that I can't pronounce, so just deal with it. Okay. Woman climbs up steep steps of ancient Mayan pyramid in front of baffled crowd. Okay. A bizarre scene played out recently as an ancient world heritage site that left hundreds of tourists baffled. A woman was filmed climbing up the steep steps of a Mayan pyramid in front of hundreds of puzzled onlookers before being taken away by authorities. According to reports, the incident took place on January 3rd at the Chequezin Incas archaeological site located in the Mexican state of Yucatan. The ancient pyramid is also called the El Castro is known, that's probably not the way to say it, is known as the Temple of Kukulan. At the top of the stairs, the temple is 79 feet high, but but if the top of the temple is continued, the height of the entire structure is 98 feet. The woman was filmed walking up and down the steps of the pyramid as the crowd of tourists watched on. After speaking to a man who was working on the site, the woman starts the climb up the pyramid and manages to reach the top with a lot of effort. At one point, she is seen getting down on her stomach due to the steepness of the steps. Um, Oh, hold on. I don't want to play it. Okay. So it was reported that she, I'm just going to kind of briefly summarize. It was reported that she might've been intoxicated. Um, There was a rumor going around that she was scattering her husband's ashes as a promise that she made to him, but she later denied that claim. Um, they don't go into what happened to the woman afterwards, like if she was incarcerated or if she was, um, if there were anything that happened, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and then I wanted to know what the pyramid was. Apparently it is, hold on. It's a deity worshiped by the uh, Yucatan, Yucanic Mayan people. Uh, before the Spanish conquest of the Yucatan. And basically, the article goes on to talk about that it is, it's like a protection uh, symbol, and it protects the, I believe it protects the, Hold on. So sorry, guys. It's a protection symbol. I can't remember what exactly it protects. It's a sacred then, site. Sacred site. But the the actual <clears throat> like statue itself at the bottom is the site of the protection. So I was looking to see if like the sacred site, how sacred it was. And apparently you could go up and down these steps up until 2006 um, when a woman apparently fell to her death 98 feet 
tall in the air. And then they closed it off because it was not safe anymore. Yeah. Um, Which is interesting because the reason I wanted to read this article is, do you think it's disrespectful to go onto ancient sites? Because that's not the only ancient site that people go to. Like people go to Egypt, they go in the pyramids, you can take tours down there. Um, And that's just two of the things off the top of my list or top of my head that you could go to. so I guess my question is, do you think that maybe the woman in 2006 that fell to her death was this ancient um, pyramid's way of being like, I don't want anybody to climb on me anymore? Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, right when you started reading this story, I, I think I kind of remember this too. Um, it's It sounds vaguely familiar. And I feel like, like personally, from my perspective, I think it is really disrespectful. I think it is really, I think that when I saw the guy climb up the pyramid, I also, I know what you're talking about there. Um, mainly because like these are ancient, like, first of all, if these um, structures are built to be like sacred sites initially, um, you know, that is their intention and they're not to be used for like profit basically in the way of like to stand on them and to de- and to degrade them mm-hmm. more because the more people inter- like physically touch them and stuff, like the more they will degrade. Um, but yeah, in terms of when you said the, the woman fell to her death, I think that's really interesting and a really like, yeah, Nike just said on Facebook, the ancestors are quaking. I love that. Yeah. Um, saying like, you know, no more. I've had enough. It's like when, uh, like, uh, what am I thinking of? When, oh, 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 oh. It's it's just like when um, lions in the zoo go crazy or gorillas mm-hmm. when they kill somebody, you know, they, they snap and they just start, and everyone's like, oh, they just snapped. It's like, no, they're done. Like, they're yeah. done with this. It's built up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think that You know, I think that there are a lot of sites around the world that are sacred. And I think there are a lot of sites around the world that were not intended of having visitors and being like a tourist attraction. Right. And that I also think that perhaps there are sites around the world that were not intended to be a tourist attraction, but the ancestors are okay with people seeing it and being a tourist attraction. Um, However, same aspect of uh, so this is like a less um that site was built um i think 5 bc like it's it's like it's very very old okay very very old now that same mindset of there's a house in virginia beach that i went to that was built in the late 1700s it's one of the oldest houses in virginia which i did not know right down the street from me pretty interesting anyway I didn't touch anything in that house. Not one thing. Not one thing did I touch in that house. Same concept applies. I'm not touching shit. I'm not moving shit. (laughs) I'm going to like do a protection before I go in. I'm going to release any energy before I leave. Like, because you don't know what's there. You don't know what has happened there. And you don't know how many people have come and gone throughout hundreds and thousands of years. Like it just, it's too... It, it's too much for me. I, I wouldn't do it. Nope. Yeah. So to climb a pyramid when it's off limits and like get to the top, just 
because I'm drunk and want to see like that would never even cross my mind. You should see. Did you see the show White Lotus on HBO? Mm-mm. Oh, it's so good. I, I just finished it. And I was just talking to my I, I got Ian to watch it and we were just having like an intense discussion about it. And he was like, well, I don't even understand like what was and I was like, this show was taught like the overarching theme was about how basically the premise of the show is it's the White Lotus is a beautiful Hawaiian hotel resort okay. uh, where very wealthy families and people go to vacation. Is this and based on a true story? I think it's based on a book. Okay, go ahead. Um, and anyway, a lot, it's about all these different people who come there at the same time and kind of how their lives intersect and like what's going on with each of them and all the dynamics and, um, and all these different stories are told, but basically in the end, what it is, is the story of how like white people come and they, they have white privilege and they just kind Mm of, they go on vacation and they convince themselves that they're like growing or they're um, being cultured or that right. they're even honoring someone else's culture when actually what they're doing is they're just profiting off of it and they're just going back and they just go back home and once they go back home, nothing has changed. They really haven't grown as people. They just go back and do the same shit, right? Yeah. And it's it's it, something about that story just reminded me of that. It's like this idea that it's it's not – there's no respect, there's no honor, yeah. there's no reverence for what this is, right? Like what this was intended for, or like we've talked about many times, especially with Nike on the podcast, like, or what this land wants, mm-hmm. or what this culture, um, what their traditions were. Like there's there's no reverence for that. There's just like this white privilege mentality of like, I want to climb that. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm going to do it, yeah. Yeah. So, Do you remember that story we heard about in Hawaii when we went there about the hotel that like was that's why I asked if it was based on a true story because that hotel was built and like a lot of things happened in the hotel and they oh. demolished it. Do you remember, remember that? that? It was right by the hotel that we stayed at and it was like an abandoned building and we kept asking people like what's going on with that and one of the locals told us. No, I didn't hmm. know about that. That's interesting. Yeah, it sounds kind of similar. Um, but cool. Well, I think this was a really, really good, um, experiment. Maybe we'll, we'll do this more often if you guys like this, um, talking about just things that are going on in the world from our perspectives. And, uh, we hope that all of you have an amazing, amazing holiday if you're celebrating or that you have time to be with your family or that you stay healthy, um, Get tested, get vaccinated, get boosted. Get and- tested, get vaccinated, get boosted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I it's, it's wild out there right now. So just uh, stay safe. And um, the other thing is that since the new year is rapidly approaching, um, if you are someone who has been wanting to take your intuition to the next level, um, <laughs> you should check out our group coaching program. It's called You're Not Crazy, You're Intuitive. It's 12 weeks and we're going intensely into all these different uh, intuitive abilities, practices. You're going to get to connect with other people who are developing their intuition. You're going to get to practice with them. You're going to get homework to hone your own abilities. Um, and we're doing everything from mediumship to psychic work, how to give a reading, telepathy, telekinesis, really fun stuff like that. 
Um, so if you're interested, you can click the link in our bio um, or go to our website. It is also on there under events. Um, and the course is 1200 full pay, 1500 with a three month payment plan. Um, and reach out to us if you have any questions about that. We're really, really excited to get started with that because we haven't taught in so long. Yeah, it's exciting. And this is going to be like with the group aspect of it, it's going to be so exciting because you're going to get to meet people that are on the same page with you and get to practice with them. And that's the best part. We also haven't done, this honestly is the first program we've done that is geared more towards the beginner intuitive because like for so long, we've we've always really geared things more towards the intuitive entrepreneur, the person that they know they're intuitive, mm-hmm. they kind of already have a candle in their gifts, they just, now they're wanting to start a business with it. And every mm-hmm. time we start those programs, people get so interested in them, but they realize once we get on the phone with them or, or once we talk to them about it, they're always like, oh, like, I, I, I don't think I'm there yet. Or, you know, I don't think I'm ready to make an investment of that level yet when I don't even really know my intuitive abilities yet. So that's why we really wanted to create a container uh, for baby intuitives or beginner intuitives to really give you this base layer so you feel empowered, you feel connected, you feel like you can trust yourself going into this next year, 2022. Um, So that's the intention with it. So if that applies to you, make sure you check it out. Ambrosia, anything else we want to shout out? Um, no, I think that's it. All right, everybody. We love you so much. Um, and until next time, keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.com.